0: Welcome to Hustle and Pro. We're talking sports from youth to pro, and today we're actually taking that little tagline to heart because we're here at FC Dallas, and we're talking to Brooke Leverett with the FC Dallas Foundation. So I'm your host, Kelly Walker, and welcome guest, Brooke Leverett. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I'm excited. Thanks for talking to us. I'm excited to learn. So I, you know, we talk a lot on this show about FC Dallas. Mm -hmm. We're talking to players, we've talked to broadcasters, Gina and Mark, Um, coaches all kinds of all kinds of SC Dallas but what we haven't touched on before is more off the field more community stuff and so I know of a few things you guys are doing Mm -hmm. but I don't think in general my audience does I just don't think enough people do so I wanted to hear from you to kind of learn like what's happening with the foundation and and all that good stuff so I guess um, can you just kick us off by telling us like what is, what is the foundation?
1: Yeah, of course. So the FC Dallas Foundation's mission is to support programs that promote education, health, and wellness to empower youth and communities here in North Texas. And we have four pillars under our foundation, and those are health and wellness, healthy and active lifestyles, um, education character building, and then our newest pillar, which is social and economic impact. And then we have okay. programs under each of those pillars that okay. we
0: activate all throughout the I year. I wanna to touch okay. on those programs also, but um, I also, I always like to talk to my guests about their kind of slice of the sports world too. Okay. So um, what is your role with the foundation though? Yeah, so I
1: joke that I have a, an entire closet full of hats because I oversee more than just the foundation. Okay. so. Foundation, that's a big chunk of it. Um, And our day-to-day operations, financials, all of that, I oversee. Um, I also oversee our community relations arm, which would be any programs that are community-facing that don't fall under our foundation's mission. okay. I also spearhead any programs from MLS Works, which is Major League Soccer's Social Responsibility Arm. Yes. So any programs they have that we need to activate in our local markets, I oversee that. Okay. And then I'm also heavily involved with our diversity and inclusion committee. So that's okay. so these, closely tied with everything. These
0: are else. all things that have like quadrupled over the last three years. For sure. Right? Like yes. I've had I've had soccer coaches on talking about the impact of racism in sports mm-hmm. and parents of athletes on talking about are we, are we secluding certain kids mm-hmm. from the sports we play and all these things and, and talk to players about about it. And it, it's really like opened up this whole new world. So has, yes. that's probably added a lot to all of those different hats, right? Definitely. In the last couple of years. Definitely. So, um, okay, now, is your background and your passion and your interest more on like sports, and you were looking for a sports world job, or is it really on like the the health and wellness and the education, the community part? So it's kind of twofold. Okay. Um. I originally went to school to study marine
1: biology, okay. which ended up being nowhere near what I am now doing today. Not here in the middle of North Texas. No. no. Um. I went down to the Gulf Coast for school, so Texas okay. A&M Corpus Christi. Go Islanders. Um. But I quickly realized that I wouldn't be able to make a living unless I taught or did research, didn't want to do either of those things. And I kind of reevaluated and I was like, what has been a big part of my life and what do I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Sports was something that was always ingrained in, in my childhood and then making a difference has also been something that is very close to my heart. So. I didn't realize all of the opportunities in sports, which is something I now am such a champion for when I speak to students and things like that because there are so many opportunities that people
0: don't realize. Yeah, And I was able to make a career out of it. Your so. job is unique in sports. Yes. I mean, there's, I know you hear this all the time because I hear it all the time and I'm, you know, not as in like working in sports as much as you, but um, people that say, I want to get into sports and they want to do sports marketing or sp- Sports management. I'm trying to think of all the titles of 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 like your majors, right, right. in college, and yeah. all these things. But there is so much. It's almost okay. like I tell people at any business you go to, whatever the thing is that you're good at, that company or that business needs that probably. Yes. So just weave that in, and that's like here, especially when yes. you're talking. I mean, we're sitting at Toyota Stadium. There's everything you know encompassing this venue right yeah yes you work for a soccer team but like there's so much more right
1: right i like to tell students that you can get a degree in anything and it will apply to sports it's in some level form or fashion you can be a photography major we have a team photographer sure graphic design we have a graphic design team accounting we have a team of accountants you can literally major in anything even like merchandising. merchandising marketing sales like IT. IT. Everything under the sun, yeah. it applies to the sports world, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily connect, and it's such right. an important thing to think about if sports is something you're passionate about, but right. you also really like to crunch numbers and deal with money. You can marry
0: those two things and make a career out of it. Right. You said sports was part of your life. Yes. Were you an athlete when you were
1: younger? So I grew up playing softball. Me too. I, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I also grew up a coach's kid so my dad um, <laughs> my dad coached college softball and college baseball oh, wow. before transitioning to the administrative side of higher education so oh, cool. i grew up at a ballpark it was something that was so important to my childhood and he was actually um, a big champion in me kind of finding this path because in his teaching he taught a sport management class actually here at Kong college oh my gosh. he was like you know, you'd be really good in this field. You need to think about this and explore different opportunities. And that's when I made that degree change. And and I was like, you know what? This does make a lot of sense. And community relations, that's the direction I want to go. And I got lucky enough, at the end of my college career, I needed an internship to uh, graduate. I'm from here in Frisco. I'm Frisco ISD graduate. You are? Yes. Okay. So I um, found the opportunity here with FC Dallas. I applied, and I got the so internship. You so I started. Have,
0: you came straight here, and you yes. never left yet. Correct. How long have you been
1: here? This is my fifth season. Okay. Yeah. So.
0: Wow, what a great story. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it. FISD stories like that. Yeah. I just completed this class of behind the scenes thing with the district. And we were at the CTE Center a lot and yep. learned about all these internships and different tracks and how much they actually do try to keep kids or students that went through FISD working here in Frisco and all the different partnerships. So does FC Dallas kind of have that working relationship with the college and with the district to like get interns and students?
1: So with Frisco ISD, we definitely have a close relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, We obviously host FISD uh, high school football games, high school soccer games, all of that. And then one program on the foundation side that we work closely with them on is STEAM and so that is a science technology engineering arts mathematics focused program that marries the world into soccer um, within those principles so we see every single frisco isc sixth grader throughout the school year i thought do they take do they take field trips here yes they take a field trip it's four stations they tour the hall of fame we have a what we call a movement lab um, which they go out and play some soccer. We we do a stadium tour and highlight some different STEAM um, components throughout the stadium. And then we'd have a classroom lesson that we actually developed with Frisco ISD Curriculum Writers. So all of our classroom lessons within that program are up to state standard and can be taught in classroom so and school. That is so cool.
0: Yeah. Yes, I had a, a friend with us one night at a game, and he said, huh we just came here for a field trip this week or whatever, yeah. and he was so excited to tell us like the things that they did that's and learned awesome. about. I know, it was so cool. That's awesome, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I know, it's a great partnership. Okay, yeah. I wanna go back to softball though. So you yes. played softball like all growing up? How yes. how far did you play? I
1: had a, c- or a career-ending injury in high school. Okay. Um, I broke my wrist, which cool. ended up doing a whole other bunch of stuff. And Playing it, softball, you broke it? Uh, no, no, I actually just fell yeah. and broke it. You can cut that out. <laughs>
0: Um, no, I mean, sometimes it, it's the injury and, it, yeah. a lo- you know, a lot of the times it's not the sport that you are play or that yeah. you play that cuts you out of that sport. Um, I also hurt myself playing softball too much. It was too much pitching
1: I, that the I just couldn't keep up. The broken wrist revealed deteriorated ligaments in my shoulder, which is what was – that's what ended my career. Oh, yeah. Wow. Were so you I pitching? S- no, I no. was an outfielder. Okay. So, but I – played so often i played select softball so okay. every weekend during the summer and
0: yeah it like just
1: a, all the time shredded everything, like all year round was that time. your only sport or um, were you multi sport I, I played a little bit of volleyball mm-hmm. but that was the same motion so
0: yeah. did the same damage in my shoulder oh i didn't think about yeah. that yeah so did you what high school did you go to? I went to Heritage. Okay.
1: Yes. So How oh, fun. I our didn't softball know that. team right now is really
0: good. Okay. Super exciting. Okay. They're ranked in the country. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Heritage softball. Yep. Okay. I'll look them up and find out. <laughs> wow. I didn't know all that. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So um, you mentioned STEAM FC. We're going to, I want to touch on some of the other aspects of what FC Dallas Foundation is doing. And yeah. that actually might not even be a foundation thing. You said that you wear all these hats, so that might fall under Something else that you're doing, but yeah. is that a foundation thing? Or? It is, okay. so it falls
1: under yeah. our education pillar. Okay, yeah. duh, yeah, <laughs> the
0: education pillar. Okay, but when we come back, I wanna talk about some other things. So Perfect. we're gonna take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back with more from Brooke Leverett and the FC Dallas Foundation. I want to tell you guys about Beyond Studios. I'm going there for Pilates right now, and I love it, and I want you guys to try it out. You can actually try your first class for free when you use my code, Pro. that's HUSTLE, ampersand, ampersand, PRO, and you'll get your first class for free, so you can check it out at either their Beyond Studios location in West Frisco on 4th Army, or the Beyond 500, which is at Lebanon and Legacy, and that's more of a cardio workout. So head to thebeyondstudios.com to find out more. Welcome back. We're here with Brooke Leverett. So we talked about some of the four, you told us about the four pillars, Mm -hmm. um, but then I want to get into some of the more like programs and specifics. So um, field development, community action grants, GEAR UP program, Unified Team. We talked about STEAM FC already. There's so much, like there's so many things that yeah. um, like I said at the beginning, I, I want more people to just learn about and know about because yeah. I think most of these things happen, obviously you're dealing with them every day, but they're not always broadcast in media and you, you're not yes. doing them to tell people. You're doing them because they're community initiatives. So that's what I wanna talk through them. Um, like yeah. let's talk about GEAR UP. So this is FC Dallas Foundation collecting new and used soccer gear to redistribute around DFW. So yes. what kinds of needs do you get, requests, and like, what do, what do you wanna tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so one of the coolest things about this program is that we do focus here locally, but we also will donate some gear globally as well. So okay. like you mentioned, we collect new and gently used soccer gear and re- redistribute that gear to um, groups, individuals in need. Um, we work a lot with our, our youth teams with mm-hmm. this program. So um, some of our um, youth athletes, they've done gear drives instead of asking for birthday gifts or have done a team drive out at training or whatever that may be. That's cool. Yes. It's it's super awesome. It's super awesome to see our youth kids give back. Yeah. Um, but we'll take that gear, donate it. Um, we also have youth players that will go on mission trips and want to take gear. We'll help supply gear through this program. That's cool. We've also had first team players that have taken gear to where they're from. Um, some of our players from Ghana went back to Ghana and they took a bunch of boxes of of FC Dallas gear back to to groups in need um, back home. So like spreading it all around. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So being able to make that impact here
0: locally, but as well as globally is something that's super important to us. I love that. And I also love, like I was just thinking, it's kind of the adults. It's kind of you guys collecting and doing, but everything you just mentioned was a player related kind yep. of request.
1: Yeah. Players, um, whether cool. it's youth academy, second team, first team, whatever it may be, we try to accommodate all of those groups and obviously we're here to help
0: as much as we can. Um, so just assisting yeah. them where, where needed is, is what we love to do. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay building fields. So since 2011, I think, um, FC Dallas Foundation has been building fields to mm-hmm. facilitate active lifestyles for underserved youth. Um, I mean, here in Frisco, we're not going like, to see all those fields necessarily around us. So. I know there's a long list on the website, yes. but what kind of, you said you've been here five years or six First, years? Correct, yeah. So what, which projects have you been able to be a part of during that time or that, yeah. that stand out to you?
1: Yeah, so we've built nine fields to date. We're working on our tenth, um, hopefully making that um, that ribbon cutting here in the next couple of months. Oh, cool. Um, I'll get to that one in a minute because it's a really exciting field. But okay. we've done everything from real grass to artificial turf to sport court, whatever it may be to help accommodate the location, the organization we're working with. Um, some of our coolest pitches that we've done in the more recent um, the past years have been in partnership with Goal, which is a program through um, Ditton ISD and Little Elm ISD, um, that it's guys and, ga- guys and girls operating as leaders. Oh, cool. And it's a lot of first generation students um, and they use soccer as a tool to help promote staying in school and making sure that grades are met and all of that. Great. So we've worked with three middle schools to build, um, well we've refurbished tennis courts on those middle school campuses. Um, and we've laid sport court, so it can be a versatile playing um, playing space. So not only does Goal use it, but then they can use it for adapted sports as right. well. So students in wheelchairs, wheelchairs can also use utilize those How fields neat. or mini pitches, as we call them. Mini pitches, yeah, yeah. That's
0: um, but was the one is there something at my possibilities. I feel like that's the one. Oh, is that one? Yes, okay. So I'm like, I feel like I don't remember when this was, but yeah. I was there at Back a ground in groundbreaking. September. Yes. Okay, that's yes. all. I can't even remember, <laughs> um, but. That's that was really one. okay, go yeah. ahead. sorry I no, mean you're good. Thunder, you are
1: good. We yeah. are super excited about that. So we're building um, a pretty pretty large real grass field um, out at My possibilities which is a nonprofit here in Plano um, that is essentially continuing education for adults with disabilities. It's amazing. It's amazing what they do. So yeah. people when, if you
0: have a chance to volunteer, yes go check out my possibilities. I feel like it's off of George Bush and yes. like. I don't know what part Coit. of Plano. Quite okay, ish. Um, but it's, it's really amazing to see it's, these, their facilities are amazing, but to see these um, young adults learning how to, you know, how yeah. to be active and have real responsibilities. So anyway, Segway just wanted to shout out to what they're doing over there. Yeah, yeah, so
1: they have their phase one of their campus complete, which is the first building. Um, we broke ground on the soccer field, which the long-term plan is to have an entire sports facility out there. So we're the first ones, we're marking our territory, um, but we're really excited about this field that we're building out there. Um, cool. It'll be, like I said, real grass. We're laying irrigation, light poles, all whole nine oh, yards. Wow. It will be a big deal. So we're very excited about that, and that will actually be our 10th field. So okay. we broke ground on that back in 2021, which was our 10th field to break ground on in okay. 10 years. So. Oh. Really excited about that. Okay. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll be cu- cutting the ribbon
0: for that field here in a couple of months. That's so, awesome. Yes. That's not just, you know, getting some grass lined or no. something. That sounds really in-depth. This project has been in the
1: works for about four years oh, now. Oh, wow. So we're really excited to get it over the finish line. And obviously COVID delayed things right. and then supply chain and this and that. I so. think that's
0: why I couldn't remember the timeline.
1: I'm yeah. thinking, was <laughs> this
0: like, <laughs> this is this something I went to pre-COVID and it got delayed or after. It's really weird how it's messing with my like yes. timeline of, of different things and events. You're not alone. But yeah, I remember <laughs> that day and having some of the um, hipsters. 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 Yes. I couldn't remember what they call yes. them. hipsters. That's so what they call the hugely
1: important people.
0: Yeah, hugely important people. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> they're so cute out there. Okay, so um, now what we see on the East side of the stadium is not one of those, is it? Or is it that is. a STEAM field or whatever? Yeah,
1: so that was one of the fields through our pitch uh, oh, okay. development program. Okay. I didn't know if it
0: was classified um, as yeah, that. Okay. Yeah,
1: it is and it is, that's the field that we utilize through STEAM FC. Okay. And one thing with STEAM FC as well that it is important to know is um, We really try to accommodate and ensure every student can come to that field trip regardless of um, financial situation or whatever that may be so any student on free or reduced lunch they get to come free of charge and so um, utilizing our facilities including that field and and whatnot to really make sure that all students have access to that program is something that that is really important to us that's great
0: yeah i love that okay let's talk about community action grants so i don't know a bunch of the details about how groups get involved with the mm-hmm. with actually getting the grants, but I do know kind of just looking at some of the lists of people who are impacted, I mean, some of these recipients are um, like the Lyra Group, which mm-hmm. teaches life skills um, to the poor and underserved communities, Hugs Cafe, which I love because they provide meaningful employment to adults with intellectual or developmental disabilities, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot, but Frisco Fast Packs is another big one yes. because they're helping feed Students here in Frisco, yes. and there's the need for that is way greater than most people probably realize. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's a lot more. So, tell me like how you see it in the day to day that those grants are impacting everybody.
1: Yeah, our grant program is super cool because not only do we get to work with nonprofits that we already have relationships with, but we also are introduced to a lot of new nonprofits that we maybe. Are blinded to on a day-to-day basis that we then get to develop relationships with, regardless mm-hmm. if they are awarded a grant or not. Um, so our grant program, we do focus on nonprofits here locally, and we do try to grant funds to nonprofits whose missions are similar to ours, focusing sure. on those healthy and active lifestyles, nutrition, education. Yeah, all so of it that. aligns
0: exactly. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Yeah, and so um, our grant program, we we typically do four grants per year at five thousand dollars each. Um, and then we stay in contact with those recipients throughout the year. And then um, once we launch the next cycle, those recipients um, are free to apply again and continue. Oh, they applying. can? Yes. Yeah, so we, we try to keep it on a two-year cycle so sure. we can grant um, the same nonprofit two years in a row, and then we'll take a year off, and then they're free to apply again from okay. there. So um, we, we try to spread the wealth as much as we can, um, but also we wanna make sure that those nonprofits that are doing wonderful work and um, stay in close yeah. relation with us and
0: all of that can continue to have that opportunity. So like with Hugs Cafe for example, mm-hmm. are you guys so they if they are granted the the grant money mm-hmm. and they win, do you do you like do you just give them the money and they get to use it for whatever, or so, do, y'all, do y'all, is it a so, thing you're doing with them?
1: Yeah, so typically it's an application process, so it's open to nonprofits, like I said, here locally. In that application, they have to outline what they would use the funds for, Okay. and then um, if selected, we will write a check, grant them those funds, and then about six to eight months later, we'll ask for a check-in, and there's a list of things that we ask for those recipients to provide to make sure that, um, The impact that they said they were gonna make, they are working towards. Um, And then those types of, um, I guess, check ins are what will make them more eligible and more likely to receive another grant for the next round.
0: And I would imagine those check ins help you guys as a foundation too when you're looking at the application process at each round. When you see like what somebody expects or anticipates this much, you know, you could probably see for the next person like, this 5000 is going to be too much or too little for this right. goal. Like, yeah. it's too lofty or whatever. And you might be able to give them advice or help align them with, like, a more realistic expectation of yeah. what they're trying to do with their money. I bet you guys get better at that partnership, yes, too. Yes,
1: for sure. And, and with our grant program, that's something that the FC Dallas Foundation board, they select the grantees. Um, and I'm the one collecting the applications and that whole nine yards. And I can make my suggestions based off of, past knowledge that we've gained or based off of the application that we received, um, all of that. And then also through this program, like I said, we get to build relationships with these nonprofits. And so, for example, Hugs Cafe, they were a grantee last year. We just did a volunteer event with them and took some of our front office staff to go volunteer with Hugs Cafe. Oh, cool. We've done the same with Bonton Farms in the past. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, perfect. They're yeah. located in a food desert. Um they, they provide meaningful employment and then also fresh produce for that food desert that they're located in. Yep. They're a past grantee and we, we took a bunch of staff out to volunteer with them once. Oh, so fun. again, um it's really important to us to build those relationships and maintain those um those relationships yeah. as well. Does rather than just Cutting a check-in. No, you're good. Rather than just cutting a check-in, walking away. yeah, Yeah. We really want to build those relationships and continue Does soccer
0: ever come into play here? Like, do those groups come to games? Um, We do invite every year. um, We invite our
1: five grantees to one match. They get to be recognized. um, Hopefully now that things are starting to calm down around COVID protocols, Mm -hmm. we can um, transition back to having that check presentation on the field and all of that. Um, and then we try to get our players involved too and take them to those volunteer events and, oh, and really neat. try to expose them to nonprofits here locally also.
0: Yeah, that's probably been a challenge in your role is you want the players to feel all of this with you and experience and get into their community yeah. even if it's, they're not homegrowns or whatever. They're here for a while so they're part of it. But um, you know, player access has been so restricted lately so yeah. it's probably been like a challenge for you to not be able to like send players to the yeah. you know hospitals and different things. I remember we used to go to children's and yep. the players would talk to the kids. That's probably stopped right now. So um, have you guys had to adapt and do more virtual things? A hundred percent. We actually yeah. just had a virtual hospital visit on oh, Friday. Okay. So, yeah. um, But luckily,
1: we had the green light. We can start to get back to those in-person Yay. things. The hospitals are allowing that now right. um, with obvious protocols in place also. And sure. we want to make sure our players stay safe as well. but. Um, we're slowly transitioning back to that, which is super exciting because I know everybody is so technologied out, zoomed out. Yeah, it's it's now sure. it's gotten hard to secure players for those because right. they don't want to be on the computer yeah, anymore. Yeah, I know, I know. So
0: everybody's over it. But yeah, man, those hospital visits, I would go as media sometimes and follow the little rag, red wagon around and yeah. taking pictures and writing and stuff, and seeing those kids light yeah. up when those players walk in the room. I mean. It's really neat. Um, so it warms my heart to know that that's back on the table. Yeah. So that's and it's great.
1: also good for our players because, with such a young team, that's if they're 16, 17, 18 years old, yeah. if that, those some of those kids are their age. They're not that far off, Mm-mm. right. So it's know, so good they can for really them relate. To, yeah. to be able to relate, but also um, kind of see what, what else is happening out there in the right. world.
0: Yeah that, yeah, not everybody has it as as good as as others, yeah Yeah. Okay, then the last thing I want to touch on is the unified team. Yes! I love this Um, and I feel like it's a Special Olympics kind of partnership Mm -hmm. but I don't know if everybody knows how much happens with unified team or what that even is, so give us a little synopsis of what, what the FC Dallas unified team is
1: Yeah. So the FC Dallas Unified team, like you said, is um, a partnership between FC Dallas and Special Olympics. And we have support from some corporate partners as well, Globe Life, Gallagher, Toyota. Um, And the program is designed to bring individuals with and without disabilities together to play on one soccer team and go play together. Um, And it's really cool because we were one of the first teams to jump on board with this program and since then, um, almost every single MLS club has a unified team associated, oh, wow. and the league, um, MLS has adopted it as a league-wide program, so oh, now we have a unified All-Star match at All-Star. Oh,
0: really? Yes,
1: and, and the oh, goal- I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, and the- So they the, get to travel and do the whole thing? Yeah,
1: so the goal is really to provide as close to professional experience as possible for our team, so this year we're gonna travel down to Austin on June 25th, and then to Houston, on July 9th. We're still working on confirming our home match, but um, we'll bust down, we'll stay in the hotel that the team, okay. the first team is staying in. That's a big deal. We get to play in the stadium that the first team plays in, whole nine yards. So the yeah. goal is really to make it as, as close to the professional experience as possible for, for our team.
0: And there's a mixture of people with and without disabilities. Correct. So you, it's not, I don't know if that's Special Olympics typical formula, but how do you get the players without? like Do people just volunteer to be out there and play, or do you have to like? Do they have to be qualified, or how do you get them? So um, we actually host tryouts, and we host tryouts
1: every two years. We like our teams to be together for two years. That way, they can really get a full experience, get to know one another, whole nine yards. But we host tryouts, and we promote um, that tryout to all of our youth teams and our academies. So a lot of our unified partners are um, folks that do play on FC Dallas teams already, which is really nice because that's that's another way that they get to give back to their FC Dallas family and and community here locally. Do you know what age range you're looking for, for the players? Yeah, so typically the age range is between 16 and 25 years old. Um, Our unified partners, which are individuals without disabilities, tend to be on that younger side, and our unified Athletes, which are individuals with disabilities, are on that older that older end of that okay. um, that range.
0: That's so great. Yeah. One of our soccer friends, um, Chip Ducek, was has coached and been a part of UNIF. I don't know if he still does right so now. So he's
1: not? actually our head coach this no season. One. Okay. Yes. Good.
0: Yes. We so confirmed that last week. So I love we're really that. excited to have he, him. On they're board. awesome. They are fellow season ticket members and sit their seat neighbors of ours here, um, and they're actual neighbors of ours and our kids go to school together and all these things yeah our oldest are the same grade and our youngest well no he he has a really young yeah uh his middle is the same um and so we we love like they're our soccer friends and I just remember him like you know lighting up when he talks about Mm -hmm. Unified and getting to be involved um he also maybe through that but um their family was like friends uh with the Hollingshead family Mm -hmm. and when they were here and they would do mission trips and different things and coach soccer in other parts of the country. And mm-hmm. so there's so many ways that, you know, soccer people can really touch others and impact the community. And so I love that unified team. So yeah. um, so you said tryouts are every couple years. Mm-hmm. What time of year does that usually happen?
1: Typically um, the first, three months of the year. Okay. So this year we hosted tryouts in March. Okay. Um, That was a little on the later side. We like to get them done in February so I'm we just can curious. Yeah, get that team together and start training and yeah. preparing for matches throughout the season. So. That's
0: so fun yes. that, that that group gets to travel together and because that's actually prob- and they get to play on the big field here yep. too. But playing on the big field here is a big deal. Yeah. But then like getting on a bus and doing the whole like experience with your mm-hmm. team and going to another city yeah. is so fun. And
1: prior to COVID and we'll get back to this, we're taking flights across the country together. So awesome. it's it's a lot of fun and and it's one of my favorite programs that I get to work on as well. So I, I every Friday night is when we train, I go out to training and I play with them. I was gonna I, ask
0: if you are a partner
1: I am not. Um, I'm a little outside of that age range, okay. but um, I volunteer. I, I joke that I'm our equipment manager and team admin. So I make sure I, I know when you yeah. walked in today, you saw me laying out all of our, Getting gear our kits and yeah. everything. Um, I book all of our travel and all that. So I, I take the role of uh, equipment manager and team admin.
0: Yeah, I was going to say team mom. That also sounds like a <laughs> team, team mom role. Yeah, that's awesome. I bet that's one of your, you know, favorite parts of Definitely. all the hats that you wear. It definitely is. Yes, you are a lot. Are there any other programs that we didn't touch on that we should? Oh goodness. I know, there's You're probably gonna a lot. Me. Those were the ones I had written down. So if there is something else, I don't wanna yeah. leave it out if it's important I think to one other thing that's important to touch on is our Homegrown
1: Partner Program. And this isn't necessarily under our foundation, but um, it definitely aligns with our community relations, social responsibility, sure. diversity, and inclusion efforts. And um, our Homegrown Partner Program Um, focuses on providing local minority-owned businesses with assets of being a corporate partner of FC Dallas free of charge. So similar to our grant program, it's an application process, but this is um, geared more towards for-profit businesses. Um, And we select five every year. And this last year, 2021 was the first year that Mm -hmm. we did it. Um, and one success story is one of our homegrown partners from last year actually transitioned to a long-term partnership starting this year. Oh, so, wow. Casa M Spice, you'll find them in our team stores here locally that you can purchase their product and all of that. Um, there are a few concession items that feature their product, um, but okay, it's, a, yeah. I'm like, it's a really feel cool like program. I have seen this. What is it? Casa M Spice? Yeah. That is, they're a spice company. Right.
0: So, they have spice blends. I feel like I've seen them. The bottles
1: in the team stores? Maybe. That's probably
0: where yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. And we, I right. think we
1: have a pulled pork sandwich that features one of their spice spices. That's where I've seen that okay. on
0: um, uh, Food Day. What is the oh, Stadium the Eats Day? Right, Stadium Eats. Yes, Stadium. I'm like, oh my gosh, that name. Okay, yep, yeah, Stadium Eats Day. Yes, yeah, so they do spice up some of the food here. Then, yeah, how yeah. cool.
1: Yep, it's a it's a super fun program to work on, and we also make sure that, um, as with a lot of our our corporate sponsors, um, they have stadium signage will work on community outreach initiatives with them all of that kind of stuff so they really get the full experience
0: of being a um, corporate partner of FC Dallas that's awesome yeah yeah I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't it's newer and um, I've seen I mean I've seen it come across but I didn't know exactly what that meant so that's very cool yeah and then I mean these are short episodes so you know We won't get into it here, but like we could do a whole thing just on the social and the diversity and all the those kind of a little bit newer programs that have really taken shape here lately. So we'll do a round two one day. Sounds good. Dig into some of those things. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for your time. I know that you're busy, like you said, walking through the hallway. I see all your gear, and (laughs) you're gearing up for unified team activities. So appreciate your time. Of course. uh, Shout out to Gina Miller for letting (laughs) us use her space today. We're We kind of overtook Gina's (laughs) office, so uh, thank you. Thanks for letting us be in here, Gina. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hustle & Pro. Whether you listen at your favorite podcast platform or you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe so you can get notifications for the next episode. And follow us on Instagram at Hustle & Pro. Thanks so much, and see you next time.